0: women. One, hear the word of the Lord. Two, open your ears to the words of his mouth. Three, teach your daughters how to well. Four, teach one another a lament. That's our pursuit in today's episode. Day 21 in our Walk in the Word series. Join me. This is what the Lord Almighty says Consider now, call for the wailing women to come, send for the most skillful of them, let them come quickly and wail over us till our eyes overflow with tears. And water streams from our eyelids. The sound of wailing is heard from Zion. How ruined are we? How ruined we are. How great is our shame. We must leave our land because our houses are in ruins. Now you women hear the word of the Lord. Open your ears to the words of his mouth. Teach your daughters how to wail. Teach one another a lament. That is verses 17 through 20 in the book of Jeremiah chapter nine. And I could go on and read the rest of it, but what I want to do is jump down at verse 24. Actually, 23. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord, who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. Let's just pause right there and notice where our attentiveness will be with that last statement. For in these I delight. And then we're going to come back to the female image bearers who are called for in order to lead in mourning. What we do here is notice, nurture, and embody soul care in a culture of scarcity, noise, and frenzy. And so that is what you're welcomed into. And anything that we are talking about will always come back to three foundational things that you'd notice in order to nurture, in order to embody even more earnestly and intentionally. Choose to experience and let go of expectations for why you're here. Expectations can prevent us from seeing what's right in front of us. Our assumptions color what's really there. Sojourner, I want you to practice looking at yourself. Really look at yourself past who you've been told that you are or who you have believed yourself to be. Or the part you have played, the roles that you play, the masks that you wear. Let's remove them. Let's remove the prejudgment and critique one layer at a time that normally attach themselves to those very things. I want you to pause and trace with your hand a section of your body. Maybe your face, maybe your hand, your arm, your legs, maybe your thighs, maybe your belly, your chest, your shoulder. But what I want you to do is allow your hand to trace your holy temple. Welcome her. Welcome her creator and sustainer. Get a keen sense of your embodiment as you untether yourself and discover aspects of drawing in the closeness of who you are and who you are becoming because of who has created you and designed you. It is difficult at times because when we do not notice due to hurry, busyness, avoidance, the lies or dismissal, we will not be attentive to who we really are. And so that, that is where we want to begin. I walked outside my glasses fogged up yes I am right here in Central Florida and it's early morning so there's no cool but there is a breeze do you hear the hum of the wind hopefully it's not so strong that it's distracting you from listening But I want you to follow it with me, with your attention, to focus on what the humming of the wind and the sound does to ground you, to surround you. So whether you are right now on your walk outdoors or if you're indoors and you have determined to walk day 21 with me. I want you to get your practice aligned with God's promise and presence to notice how the beloved will use even the wind outdoors to remind you of the wind, the spirit. Using situations to change your practices and interrupt your patterns, your familiar our familiar patterns. And so I just want to to do a little upfront let's talk some stuff before we get into our meditation in Jeremiah 9 where we focus on the women who lament. I actually read from a different Bible version, translation version, than what's in the book, so you'll notice that, but I encourage you always to read and study from different versions, and there's particularly a recommendation that I have, that I have used for years, and it's a a website, it's called scriptureforall.org, and the four is the numeral four. The link is also in the, in the podcast episode, so you can go right to it. There's one for the Hebrew language and one for the Greek language. And so seeing as though Jeremiah 9 is in Hebrew, you'd click on the link for Hebrew and you can go to Jeremiah 9 and it's an interlinear, which means that there's the Hebrew language on one side and the English language on the other side so you can see the parallel of the passages and you can really see things in the Hebrew that you can't see in English and you don't have to know how to read Hebrew, but you're gonna see some things that is going to pop out of it. That's not gonna really do that if you're just looking at the English. There's a lot of stuff that gets missed when we translate from Hebrew and Aramaic into English and Greek for that matter. And so I want to appeal to you with that. So let's start with a prayer. Ah. Noticing first your spirit, Lord of hosts. All understanding and insight come from you. Blessed are you, O Lord, the gracious giver of knowledge. This we trust in, your graciousness, to give us knowledge, insight, and wisdom, the skill in which we would make the applications and choose the intimacy that's offered. This we pray because of Yeshua's name above every name. Amen. So where do I begin? Because I really want us to make sure that in day 21, we truly learn the significance of lament. So let's start with this. In the first portion that starts off in verse 17, thus says the Lord of hosts, we come to this word, consider in English, but in Hebrew, going back to scripture for all, or even going to the Blue Letter Bible, these resources help us to excavate. And so that Hebrew word, that verb is being. And what we have is this appeal to our understanding, our discernment, this appealing to our insight. Understand or discern and call for the mourning or the wailing women. So we begin with understanding, discerning, perceiving properly about who the Lord of Hosts is speaking about, the mourning women. And you really have to back it up and begin reading way before you get to verse 17 to even come to the conclusion of why these, women are being called they are wise and we don't get that from the English unless you have a version that does bring out the word wise in that very verse consider and call for the mourning women and they may come and then it says and send for the wailing women in some verses depending on the Bible version that you're reading from but if you dig That's gonna be today's emphasis. You gotta dig beneath the English. It says, and send for the most skillful women, the most skillful of them, that they may come. And that Hebrew word is wise. And if we hyperlink it back and cross-reference all the times that 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 word is used, wise, we go back to Genesis 41 where Pharaoh sets the wise, the skillful over Egypt. We'll see in Exodus 28, where Moses is calling forth for the wise to make priestly garments and help with the construction of the tabernacle, the very sanctuary. The Lord is always calling for the wise. Sometimes they come mourning, sometimes they come constructing, governing, but in everything, they are leaders. The Lord of Hosts is calling for leaders, the suitable leaders for the suitable time. (sighs) So, that's what I want to say about that. The Lord of Hosts, let's look at that. (laughs) Who is this Lord of Hosts? And what does it mean for the Lord to be significantly referred to as this? Again, you're going to need to dig and you're gonna need to look into this because a host is a massive company It's an army that's ready to carry out some kind of campaign. We see this all throughout scripture. So let's go to Genesis 2, 1, chapter two, verse one, because this is where we encounter it first. And so it reads, thus the heavens and earth were completed and all their hosts. Isn't that interesting? Remember, everything about this creator, this divine, is reflected in creation. So who is the company? Who is the massive company ready to carry out the Lord's campaign? Is it the celestial bodies or the terrestrial bodies? Is it both? So we have to realize that when we're dealing with this Lord of Hosts in scripture, we have to come to the point of understanding that the Lord of Hosts is accompanied massively. Always a massive accompaniment of creation. The grandeur of that is is something that we can't even conceive. But I want you to think of something, whether it's something you've seen in a movie or something you participated in, a concert, or somewhere where you just saw a massive amount of stuff, whether it was people or balloons, whether it was trees, of flowers where there was a massive amount of ants. I want you to think of that because that's a host. And so when it says that the Lord of hosts said, consider and call for the mourning or the wailing women, I need you to see those women then and now as part of the hosts of heaven we are called wise skillful is another way that we could put it so I want us to really wrap our minds as best as we can around the appraisal that God has with calling us forth as skillful to lead in lament the breeze has gotten a little cooler so in the beginning of jeremiah nine seventeen, we see the lord speaking about the mourning women the skillful women the wise women who will lead in lament and then as we continue on we'll we'll see the transition where the lord now speaks to the women. And that's exactly what is important for us to see. What does he say to us? What did he say to them in the time where their nation was being plummeted? He said that you are to hear You are to receive the word of the mouth or the word of his mouth. You are to receive that word, take it into yourself, internalize it, really nurture it, be nourished by it because then you're going to teach it and you're going to teach it to your daughters. You're going to teach mourning, wailing to your daughters and everyone else. So it's not just relegated to women, it's the women that lead it. It's the women who are wise to really be so connected to what's disconnected and what has been disassembled that we can lead by way of pointing out that we are the ones to show forth deep sorrow from the disconnection. Because we long for the connection. The female image bearers sing a morning song. It's not just talking. It's about setting forth music to it. And so I do want us today as we Meditate on this provided passage in Jeremiah to notice where the worship is and the lament for you. And I want you to choose a song today. And I want you to kind of let that song loop. For however long you want it to loop, it's up to you. But I want you to let it loop so that it digs and goes beneath the surface of your listening and goes to a place where you hear the sound of your own lament, joining with God's lament when you look around and you see the disconnection. And in that, I want you to pay attention to whatever word, whatever phrase, whatever line in the song, as well in Jeremiah, accosts your heart. I appreciate the time that you take to dare go into places of lament, unlikely places that we find, not just shared trauma and suffering, but shared memory, shared wisdom, and a shared belonging. So until our last day, which is day 22, Tomorrow, or whatever day I decide to record it, I want you to realize that it's the Lord of hosts that calls us to consider and call for the mourning women, the lamenting women, because they, in solidarity, will sing a song that will help us attune our hearts to where disconnection may abound, but yet connection awaits. All right, Sojourner. Carry on. with our blessing, palms up as a symbol of surrender. Adonai bless you and keep you, say your name. Adonai make his face to shine, smile on you, say your name, and be gracious to you, say your name. Adonai turn his face toward you, proclaim your name, and grant you, Andrea. Now you say your name. Shalom. Sojourner, there's one more thing I want to say about wisdom. Wisdom is tethered to the people who allow themselves to be vulnerable enough to be truly seen, to be truly experienced, not perfectly, but imperfectly. However, those who lead from such a vulnerability that wisdom aligns with are the people that see this kind of leadership that I'm talking about as a form of service, not the pursuit of status. Those are not the kind of wise leaders that the beloved calls. So if you don't feel like or believe you are a leader you probably are and for that matter we all lead in some kind of capacity but as it pertains to lament and leading forth from your lament and leading forth from God's lament and the lament of others we do it from a vulnerable expression of serving loving not to be seen but to help align and attune others to a wisdom that, let me tell you, is not from humanity, but it's a humanity that looks for wisdom that derives from heaven. And so I want you to make sure that real quickly you go and read James, chapter 3 beginning in verse 13 where it begins to tell you about the two kinds of wisdom and this disclosure of wisdom comes from the heart of God through James being a vulnerable leader and so we have to reframe what we think leadership is because anyone who leads without vulnerability is simply someone who is cloaked in leadership, but they are self-serving and they more so want to be perceived as someone instead of giving of themselves to others and receiving from others in the places that they also need intimacy and growth. I will say this, focusing on verse 17, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Then peace-loving, shalom, there's our word in Hebrew, shalom-loving, considerate, submissive, and full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers, shalom-makers, who sow in peace, reap a harvest of righteousness. Think about that cling to that, dig into the wisdom that comes from heaven, that comes from the divine, who resources us when we align. All right, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you for giving me that little tidbit, so if you followed through all the way to this point, you got that little bonus. carry on for real this time Sol-Jarner. I just want to say one more thing and that is I always list clickable links throughout this series for you to have Bible study tools the resources you can use for your ongoing excavation in the scriptures alright, carry on Sojourner my mom's podcast with your friends. Jesus is always with your heart and he loves you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.